You're listening to The Leadership Pod, episode 78, How to Sound More Decisive When You Speak. Welcome to The Leadership Pod, the go-to podcast for ambitious emerging leaders. I'm Kara Ronan. I'm a leadership coach and best-selling video course creator for Business Etiquette 101, Social Skills for Success, and the Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass. I created this podcast to help you build your brand, visibility, and influence so you can unlock your leadership potential. Enjoy this episode. Being indecisive or not being able to sound decisive when you speak is a common hurdle for emerging leaders. Most of the time, it's because you overanalyze for fear of making the wrong decision, you are waiting for approval or permission, or you're unsure you have the right answer, so you wait to see what other people are going to say first. But when you sound indecisive during work conversations, it makes you look like you lack confidence in yourself, which in turn makes people question your capability at work. Basically, when you're indecisive, you don't appear to be confident in what you're saying. So why should others believe in you? Why should other people agree with you? Decisiveness is a critical skill or quality that you absolutely need in leadership. As Tony Robbins says, knowing how to be decisive projects confidence and charisma and is a trait of true leaders. In this episode, we're going to look at how you can sound more decisive when you speak. It's going to be a bit of a different episode to what I usually record. I'm not going to go through step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. I'm going to share with you the one shift in your communication that you need to make. Then I'm going to share two case studies so you can see exactly how to make that shift and the impact when you do make that shift in your communication. So what you learn in today's episode, it can be used at work, at home, with colleagues, with family, with friends, whenever you need to sound more decisive when you speak. And I do want to let you know that this topic is also covered in one of my YouTube videos. I will link to that video in the show notes. So if you want, you can go directly to that exact video and watch it. Now let's get back to the episode. The shift you need to make when you need to sound more decisive is to stop using questions and instead use statements. So I'll explain what I mean by that. Now, most of the time when you sound indecisive, it's because you probably use questions for things that you don't need to use questions for. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, it's probably because you're insecure about what you're saying. You're waiting for approval. You're waiting for the right answer to see what other people are going to say. Now, this insecurity that you feel, this shows up by you asking questions instead of using statements. And this is where the problem begins. So questions make you sound indecisive when you don't need to use questions. Of course, there is a time and a place when you do need to use questions. But if you are using questions instead of using statements because you're asking for approval, you're looking for permission, it will make you sound indecisive. Essentially, what you're doing by asking questions is you are trying to get permission or agreement from somebody, the person you're talking to most likely, before you take the next step. 
Okay, whereas statements make you sound more decisive because you are not asking for that approval. You're not asking for that permission. You are certain about what you're saying. You're sure about what what you want. You're not being passive. You are not putting your want or your desire out there in a passive way. You're being really assertive about it and really confident about it. You know what you want and you are putting it out there. So I want to encourage you to start thinking about your communication, start analyzing it when you communicate with people. Do you tend to use questions when you don't actually need to use questions? Do you use questions instead of using statements a lot of the time in your communication? Start to take note of this and analyze your own communication to detect whether this is a shift that you need to make. Now, how can you actually make the shift from, you know, stop using questions to using statements instead? It it sounds pretty easy, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you two case studies so you can actually see this shift happen in, in action. So you can see it in a kind of conversation or a communication style. So in the first case study, I want you to imagine that you are organizing a presentation with two of your team members at work. So you being the leader or the manager, you're in charge of organizing the project. Now your job is to instruct the two team members you are with to take ownership of certain tasks. So you need to basically delegate to them. You need to give them confident instruction. But there is potential for you to be indecisive here because your natural communication style, you usually use questions instead of statements, okay? And what commonly happens when you do this, when you are indecisive, when you use questions instead of statements, you defer the decision-making responsibility onto the other people because you don't want to sound pushy. Now, is that something you can relate to when you delegate to other people at work? Do you find that you have an insecurity, you don't want to sound pushy? to them. And in order to avoid sounding pushy, you use a question instead of a statement. What an indecisive person would say is this. Should we perhaps have Marguerite begin the presentation and then James, would you like to take over with point one? I don't know how you interpreted that sentence, but to me, it didn't sound decisive at all. Uh, you might argue that it's polite. Yes, absolutely. It is a, a polite way to, to delegate, but it doesn't show decisiveness. It doesn't convey decisiveness to the other person. So I want to take a deeper look at what exactly makes this sentence sound so indecisive. There are a couple of things to highlight here. So at first I say, should we perhaps have Marguerite begin the presentation? And this sounds really decisive for two reasons. The first is, like I've mentioned before, it is a question. And by using a question, you give your delegation power or decision-making power to the other person. As a leader or as a manager, you don't always want to do this, especially if you want to convey confidence. Now, there might be times when you do want to empower your employees, when you want to empower your team members, but you don't always want to do that, okay? Especially if you want to convey confidence. So that is the first thing that is wrong with this statement. It's a question. The second thing that is wrong with this is that 
I use the word perhaps. Now, using the word perhaps, it's a type of filler word that's commonly used when we don't want to sound pushy or when we are seeking approval for our suggestions. So using this type of filler word, we do this when we don't want to sound pushy, when we want to kind of taper down our message and help it to not sound as assertive or as aggressive as we fear. But when you do this, it prevents you from sounding decisive at all. So as a leader, it's really important to take a note and to realize that you actually have decision-making power. You don't need to delegate your decision-making power to other people, which is what you do when you use a question instead of a statement. You also don't need approval for your suggestions. So it's your right as a leader to make suggestions If you want, you don't need to frame those suggestions in a way where you are asking for approval from other people. So let's look at how we can change this sentence and make it sound more decisive. I would replace should we perhaps with let's. For example, let's have Marguerite begin the presentation. So this doesn't sound aggressive. This doesn't sound overly assertive or overly pushy at all, it actually sounds very friendly and very inviting. You are really making your communication sound, tailor it more for the group context. You're including people into the group. So I actually like this option of using let's instead of should we perhaps. The second thing I would do is I would replace James, would you like to take over with point one with James, I'd like you to take over with point one. So here, what you're doing is you are not asking the question, would you like to take over with point one and essentially giving James that decision-making power. You are saying to James, I would like you to take over with point one. It is a lot more assertive and it makes you sound a lot more confident and decisive as well. So altogether, the sentence would sound like this. Let's have Marguerite begin the presentation and James, I'd like you to take over with point one. Why this works much better is because you are putting your suggestion out there in a direct way. You are not asking for approval. You are not waiting to see what the other person thinks. You are being clear and you are being assertive about what you want, which makes you sound more decisive. I want to jump in here and tell you about an amazing app that I've recently discovered and I now use on a day-to-day basis on my iPad because it helps me immensely to read more and more importantly to choose the right books to read. So this app is called Shortform. Shortform makes the world's best guides to non-fiction books. They're basically like book summaries on steroids. You can learn a book at different levels. You can start with a one-page summary of the entire book to get a detailed overview of what the book is about and these one-page summaries are designed to be read in about 10 minutes, then you can deep dive into the full book guide, which is a lot more expanded and will give you the key points from the main book. I'm currently reading the book guide on emotional intelligence by Daniel Goleman. So this is a book I've been curious about for a long time. I'm halfway through the book guide already, and I have to say I have learned so much information. It's given me a fantastic insight into what this book is about, and I do have to say it is a book that I will soon 
purchase. There are so many books on short form about leadership and management, which I know is what you are really interested in. So you'll definitely find something that does interest you. And the really cool thing that I like about short form is they don't provide just book summaries. What they do is they build on top of the author's ideas and they add more value to your reading with their guide, with their notes that they put into the summary. So they might reference additional book summaries that you can read. They might reference a an external resource that you can read to basically add to your learning. I do want to emphasize that short form isn't a substitute for reading books. Obviously, you will learn a lot more by reading an entire book, but it is a great way for you to identify the books that you do want to read to make it a lot more efficient and cost effective for you to read the books that you want to read, the books that you will actually enjoy. If you are interested in checking out short form use my unique link this will give you five days of unlimited access to short form and an additional 20% discount on the annual subscription you can join short form through my special link which is shortform.com forward slash Kara Ronan that is my name k-a-r-a-r-o-n-i-n or you can click on the link in the show notes for this episode now let's get back to the episode Case study two. Now imagine you and three colleagues are organizing a fundraising event for your company. So let's say it's a bake sale. You're working out how you're going to split up the individual tasks for the bake sale when you are organizing the event. Now this is a group effort, okay? So there's not one particular person who is in charge here. Everyone must work together towards the end result. And this means for you to get the task that you want to do, you have to jump into the conversation and put your hand up. Essentially, you are volunteering for the task that you want to do when organizing the bake sale. If you were being indecisive when telling people what you want to do, you might say something like this. Would you all like me to buy the ingredients for the bake sale? Remember, this is something that you want to do. You are the one who wants to buy the ingredients for the bake sale. You don't want to do any of the other tasks. You just want to buy the ingredients. But instead of being bold and upfront and saying to people, you know, decisively what you want to do, you're giving away the decision-making power to other people by Guess what? Asking them a question. So I'll repeat again this indecisive statement that you may use. Would you all like me to buy the ingredients for the bake sale? And before we move on to identifying what makes this sentence so indecisive, I just want to make a note here that when you use a sentence like this, you're essentially giving others an opportunity to say no. No, that is something I want to do. I want to buy the ingredients for the bake sale so you can't, okay? Now, what makes this sentence sound so indecisive? By asking, would you all like me to... As you've already learned in this video, it is a question and using a question instead of a statement gives decision-making power to the other person, rendering you powerless. As a professional, you have a right to volunteer for the tasks that you want, for the tasks that you think you will be good at, for the tasks that you think you will enjoy. I know you might want to fit in with others. You might not want to sound pushy, but when you put yourself in the back row, people walk all over you. 
other people get the opportunities that you want and you are left with the crumbs of the tasks that the project requires, right? You have to volunteer for the tasks that you want. It is not being pushy. It is about allowing yourself the opportunities you need to succeed in your career. I know this case study is a simple example about a bake sale, but it can, the principles can be applied to any other group project that you do in the workplace. So let's look at how we can change this sentence to make it sound more decisive. I would replace, would you like me to, with, what I'll do is. For example, what I'll do is buy the ingredients for the bake sale. So why this works much, much better is because you're communicating what you want in an assertive way. You are not allowing other people to decide for you. You're putting it out there in a confident way. If other people disagree with you, they need to speak up. If other people want to buy the ingredients for the bake sale, then they need to speak up. They need to say that. That is their right, just as voicing your opinion or your need or your want is your right as well. And that is the key message that I want you to walk away with from this episode, that it is your right to decide what you want and to communicate what you want to others in a decisive way. This is your right. This is being assertive. This is being confident and charismatic, which, as Tony Robbins says, is a trait of true leaders. So I want you to switch from using questions to using statements. Switch from saying, could we, to let's. Switch from saying, would you like me to, and instead use, what I'll do is. And some additional ones that you haven't learnt yet in this episode are, I'll tell you what I propose. How about we? I'd like to. So these are some very helpful and very effective conversation tools that you can use the next time you want to sound more decisive when you speak. And like I said, you can use it at work, at home, with your friends, with your family, with your colleagues, and even with your boss. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn how to speak like a leader in meetings, which is a topic you could be interested in, then you should listen to last month's episode, the episode for July 2022, to get my advice on that topic. I'll put the link to that episode in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you again next month. hope you enjoyed this episode of the leadership pod thank you so much for listening if you did find some useful tips in this episode then please leave a review on apple Podcasts. don't forget to check out my youtube channel where you'll find videos to help you advance as an emerging leader and i would love to hear from you via social media you can find me on linkedin instagram tiktok and facebook the links are on my website take care and thanks again for listening